Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, of the grace of God that has been given to the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their profound poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For according to their means, I can testify, and beyond their means, spontaneously, they begged us insistently for the favor of taking part in the service to the Holy Ones. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and to us through the will of God. So we urge Titus that it, as he had already begun, he should also complete for you this gracious act also. Now as you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, and in the love we have for you, may you excel in this gracious act also. I say this not by way of command, but to test the genuineness of your love by your concern for others. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for your sake, he became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty, you might become rich. The word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. Blessed he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them who keeps faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's from Leviticus, the third book of the Bible, that states all the rules and regulations of Hebrew life. Christ, of course, ramped things up. He said not only to love neighbors, but love enemies as well. That shocking statement could not be found anywhere in the law of Moses. The closest thing perhaps there was was in Exodus 23.4, which instructed Hebrews to return an enemy's donkey if they saw it had wandered off. A priest scholar noted most all Jewish rabbis interpreted neighbor as Israelite. So 
Hebrews were commanded to love fellow Hebrews, but not Gentiles. Christ, a Hebrew from the tribe of David, corrected that misinterpretation. Recall in Luke, Christ had to educate the lawyer who made the mistake of asking him, and who is my neighbor? Christ got the lawyer to admit that a Samaritan, a hated enemy of the Jews, was his neighbor. And of course, it all makes sense. There's no reward, there's no merit for a person who only loves those who love him. Instead, as St. Paul wrote the Romans, bless those who persecute you, bless them, and do not curse them. Paul added, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is all radical business that turns the spirit of the world on its head. And that should make sense. Christianity is radical, for it comes from God. And who can know the mind of God? We get a hint of God's thought from Christ, a Hebrew who wants to make it clear that salvation is not just for a certain race of people living on a tiny strip of land in the Middle East. No, salvation is for everyone. Everyone, that is, who accepts to carry a cross in imitation of Christ. Everyone who aspires to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. It's all very radical and very poetic. Listen to a 12th century English monk, St. Elred, from his work, The Mirror of Charity. The perfection of brotherly love lies in the love of one's enemies. We can find no greater inspiration for this than grateful remembrance of the wonderful patience of Christ. He who is more fair than all the sons of men offered his fair face to be spat upon by sinful men. He allowed those eyes that rule the universe to be blindfolded by wicked men. He bared his back to the scourges. He submitted that head which strikes terror in principalities and powers to the sharpness of the thorns. He gave himself up to be mocked and reviled. And at the end endured the cross, the nails, the lance, the gall, the vinegar, remaining always gentle, meek, and full of peace. If someone wishes to love himself, he must not allow himself to be corrupted by indulging his sinful nature. If he wishes to resist the promptings of his sinful nature, he must enlarge the whole horizon of his love to contemplate the loving gentleness of the humanity of the Lord. Further, if he wishes to savor the joy of brotherly love with greater perfection and delight, he must extend, even to his enemies, the embrace of true love. And if he wishes to prevent this fire of divine love from growing cold because of injuries received, let him keep the eyes of his soul always fixed on the serene patience of his beloved Lord and Savior. <laughs> 